This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, uh, good morning from California, September here. You know, the leaves always kind of curl here, and it's, you know, I don't like the fall here too much. I miss, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I miss New England kind of weather and that kind of thing. How's it, how is it out there? Oh, it's gorgeous. Fall in New York City and in the East is amazing and gorgeous, and it's one of the, my favorite times of year to live here, definitely. It's great. Well, you know, Heidi, I just met with your cousin Rick, who's head of CW, uh, which is uh, CNN and Time Warner, uh, Gossip Girl, and all that kind of stuff. And we were talking about Open to Hope, and and uh, he was excited about what we're doing. And I told him we have about 190,000 people listening to our show now, and he was blown away. I mean, he has millions of people that he Twitters. I mean, it's kind of amazing, Heidi. But he was blown away that we had 190,000. And he said, you know, if you're over 100,000 on download uh, from broadcasts, you're you're rocking. Well, I think that's great. And you know what? I wanna I wanna pay tribute out there to all of our listeners and all of our guests who are making that happen. Because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have 190,000. The only person that would be listening to, to me is my husband. <laughs> you know, it's because we have great guests, and it's because we have great listeners, and they are carrying our message that there is hope after loss. So thank you, everybody, and keep spreading the word, because we don't want anybody ever to feel like they're alone after a loss. Absolutely. You know, our mission is helping people find hope after loss, and Heidi and I are absolutely dedicated to that idea. And and again, we appreciate everybody spreading the word out there. Well, Heidi, we've got a great guest today that we met at, uh, at Quantum Leap, a little marketing program that Heidi and I have been involved with. And, and we met Joe there, Joe Higgins, and he is an author, and he's the author of Hello, Anyone Home, a guide to how our deceased loved ones try to contact us through the use of signs. And uh, he started out early. At the age of about 13, he received some signs from his dad. So he got interested in that. And, you know, he was in a whole other business, an insurance brokerage business, and now has really come to the point where he's really focusing on this work with people and teaching him about signs and connections and how to connect. And uh, we want to welcome you to the show today, Joe. Heidi and I are really interested in this topic. Thank you so much for having me on. I think you guys do a fantastic job. I just love your organization. Well, thank you. It's, it's so great to have you on. So uh, talk a little bit about when you were uh, 13, you lost your dad. How did he die? Because I know our audience out there is, you know, always very interested because they've had a lot of loss on what kind of loss you've had, and particularly at age 13, you know, how did you cope with it and all that? My dad was a physician and an old-time doctor, so he worked, you know, overworked. He worked like six or seven days a week, and... um so his passing was sudden. It was uh, he had had a stroke, mm. and um, so it was just something kind of out of the blue. And um, but yeah. back then, uh, you know, I think it's a different generation now. I think we, we try to keep ourselves more healthy, and I think he was just overworked, overstressed, and um, he passed at the age of fifty-two. Wow! Was, wow! It was uh, it, it was it definitely was a you know a different change in a lifestyle compared to my friends. Um, who had um, their dads were still in their lives. And, you know, there were certain times, 
certain things you go through um, at that age, um, which, you know, you really rely on your father or a father figure. Um, so I was kind of uh, in a situation where, you know, I could see it from, you know, a different perspective. Yeah, well, I, I would think a doctor in the town, what town were you in? You know, that's a pretty prestigious uh profession. Yeah, he was. I mean, it was uh, it was on the front page of the paper, and uh, there was a lot of support, and there was a lot of, um, um, I, I still hear to this day good things about him. Uh, and that, that, you know, bringing wonderful memories throughout someone's life about someone that's passed is very, very comforting, it's very loving, mm-hmm. and it can be very peaceful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that's that's really important, and I know and, it and helps that's me. One, and that's one thing know. that I love about the Internet, Joe. If we, you know, if we post photos of your, your dad, my brother, et cetera, people will come on and tell us new stories and talk about how much this person meant to them, even years later. Yeah, and it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. So you lost your dad, and, and did you have siblings? Yeah, I have uh, uh, four siblings. Okay, and where do you yeah. fit in the family? Just curiosity. Uh, I'm number four. Oh, you're, um, you're the youngest. Oldest. No, um, actually, I'm number four. My my sister is the youngest. Oh, it was okay. Two boys, a girl, me, and then my sister. Oh, so okay, my, five. My brothers, yeah, five of us all together. Yeah. So we had um, my brothers away at college when it happened. So it was just uh, my two sisters and myself. So it, um, you know, that's the kind of uh, I was raised in a family of. Uh, with with women, so right. it's kind of um, you know that has its own uh, um, how do you put it uh, challenges. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but 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 you know other I, I was lucky because a lot of my friends, their parents, um, like if we we're going to go to a baseball game, they would invite me um, so that I did have some some uh, father figures around me um, mm-hmm. and would interact with me, which is important, especially for a young boy. Um, at that age, go you know when they lose their dad. Now, talk a l- about the signs that you receive, because Heidi and I are always uh, talking about signs, and we have a friend Mitch Carmody who do- does a lot with signs. So, talk about what signs did you receive from your dad? Well, I had always received signs from my dad, even from a young age. And my dad loved to smoke. He smoked cigars, he smoked cigarettes, and he would smoke them as he was telling his patients to quit smoking. Stories. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I've heard stories directly from the patients. He's like, you know, it's not about me. It's about you. Quit smoking. He's smoking a big cigar. <laughs> so when he, when, he first started, when he first started to come through, I would be, um, you know, I'd be studying or, or doing something on the computer or something, and I would smell the cigarettes and cigars would start to fill the room, and no one in the house smokes. Um, wow. you know, it, I think the first time it was in the middle of the winter, all the windows were closed. And, um, and to this day, it still happens. I mean, I think last year he came through one time, and I was, I was writing, I was working on my book, and um, it came through so strong. I said, Dad, you got to pull back. You're choking me here. <laughs> so, 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 you know, Joe, I said, I know you're like, here. <laughs> I, Joe, it sounds uh, like this is not something that you set out to have happen. It just all of a sudden happened to you. Yes, Am I right? Yes. Okay, That's right. And, and wasn't, I wasn't you? thinking about him at a particular time. It just, it just came over me. But when it did come over me, I knew exactly what it was. Okay, so how old were you the very first time that he that you knew that he was there? Oh, probably about seventeen. And did it scare you or comfort you? Oh, it definitely comforted me. It, it actually not it more than comforted. It was it was almost I don't want to say it was an epiphany, but it was all it was um 
I was awakened to a, a possibility. And I was like, wow, what is this? And I'm like, you know, my analytical brain is trying to figure it out. And my heart's going the other way. And then more, as it happened more, and with other relatives, um, I started to see a pattern. And I'm like, wow. So then, you know, I started investigating the whole, the whole uh, genre of, of signs and, and connections and stuff like that. And I realized that there are millions of other people that experience the same thing. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm very confident. Very confident. Yeah. Tell me, uh, do you think what I what's interesting to me here, Heidi, is that between the ages of 13 and 17, it happened four years later, which I think is really interesting, don't you? I do, absolutely. And I'm wondering, after Joe first, you know, knew that his dad was in his presence, if there was things he could do to have his dad show up more, to, you know, if there was, and also for our audience, are there things that people can do if they want to have signs and if they want to have connections? Yeah. yeah, there is. There really is. And, and, and the simple, you know, the simplest thing is, is just to ask, you know, and ask to receive a sign and be open to receiving that sign. Don't put any type of limitations on it, like, you know, I need it between this time and this time. You know, just be open to it and accepting. And that's once you do that, it's like sending out an invitation. It invites them to come and, and to give you a sign. And a lot of times they'll use dreams. A lot of people get it in their dreams because it's the easiest way for them to contact us. And it's... um if you get a real, real vivid dream that lasts for a long time, for years, and you can remember it about a loved one, then the chances are very highly that that's, that's a true sign that you've had a, a total connection with them. Well, what do you think? Uh, why do you think your dad sent you a sign? I think he wanted because he, he knew what I was going through and how I felt. At that age, I felt alone. Um, and, it, you know, I mean, I had my sisters and my mom and my aunts and stuff. But I think he really realized that I was starting to get to the point in my life where I was going to be graduating from high school, going on to college, and I was having these, uh, you know, uh, life events. And I felt like, you know, I was missing my dad and he wasn't there for these life events. And that um, it was, you know, it was, it was a very uh, emotional time for me, for any 17-year-old um, at that point. So I think he probably said, you know, this is a good time to tap in and, um, and, and see if, you know, I can connect with them and let them know that, you know, I'm still around. I love that. Well, tell me about uh, your aunt sending you a sign. Well, uh, a couple of years ago, my aunt had passed over, and um, she was very, um, very religious, and she has an Irish background, so we had the uh, Irish uh, bagpipers at the funeral, and we, we did the shamrock, you know, with the flowers and stuff like that. And she had sent me two signs, the exact same signs, within one week of each other. And after I had received the first sign, I was like, hmm, I was like a doubting Thomas. I was like, it, my analytical side kicked in, and I should know better. And I'm like, actually, the, the sign she sent me was, I had asked for a sign for her in about, within about 10 minutes or something. It, it doesn't come that quickly, you know, all the time. But I had uh, pulled into a uh, drive through to get some iced tea, and I looked down, and they had this beautifully manicured um, landscaping, and it was all you know, new mulch down and stuff, and it was one green something coming out of the ground. And I looked at it as I got close to it. I realized, I said, oh, my God, that's a four-leaf clover, and, which is you know, pretty rare. Right. So I went out and I picked it, and right. I had picked it. And uh, I said, oh, my God, that's a, that's a message from my aunt because, you know, the Irish, that's something that she would know that I would recognize. Right. And so I showed it to my girlfriend, and she 
store, and she said, oh, my God, so we were going to wrap it up and put it under glass and stuff. But a couple days went by, and the thing shriveled up. And I said, oh, my God, we should have done something with it right away. I said, but at least, you know, Nina had seen it and stuff. So a week later, we were at the beach, and we were coming back. And I said, Eileen, can you please send me another sign? I am so sorry I didn't take care of your first sign. And I felt really guilty because I'm like, you know something, I know better. And I tell people all the time, be very grateful for the sign that you get. And I was just being, you know, I was like just being me saying, oh, but I don't want to put you out of your way, but if you can do it, I'll take another one. And uh, sure enough, like I said, a week later, we're coming back from the beach and we're walking through a grove of trees and we were in a rush because we wanted to get ready for dinner and stuff. We had the coolers and the chairs, walking at a full pace. And all of a sudden, I stopped. After a full pace, I looked down, and there was a large section of all clovers. Uh-huh. And in one, movement, in one movement, I bent over in the middle of thousands of them and just picked one, and there it was, wow. another four-leaf clover. Wow. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, I said, uh, you know, I got to write the book after something like this because it's just, you know, statistically, that, you know, it's off the wall for something to happen like that within two weeks. Well, well, you know what I like about this story, Mom, is that, you know, you ask, sometimes I ask for a sign and I expect it right away. And when I don't get it, I think, well, I'm not going to get any signs. But what Joe is saying, when you ask, you might not get it for a week. Right. But you just have to be open that you'll eventually get it. Right. I love it. You might not get it for two or three months. Right. And it also depends Mm -hmm. on, you know, your mood, if, you know, you're in a good place. Some people are so grief-stricken that they want a sign that that they can't get through the sign. They'll come through a, a relative or a loved one to try to get the sign through because, you know, when you have the grief process, a lot of things um, are shut down uh, from mm. outside stimulus and stuff because you're, you know, you're internally grieving and, and you're, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, for people that are looking for a sign right away, give it some time and just be open to it. Mm. And somewhere along the line, um, they'll, they'll try to come through to you. Ah, I love I love that idea. Heidi and I find dimes, and you know, it's been how many years, Heidi? Twenty six or something. But since we started our foundation and started working intently on helping other people, we just find dimes in all sorts of random places, like in cabs and on golf courses, oh, yeah. and really strange. <laughs> Do you know have any well, uh, any know, I, significance for dimes? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, my girlfriend Nina, she's a widow, uh, and um, her husband had passed away about six or seven years ago. And uh, when Jay's around, he sends quarters. Uh-huh. And, she, you know, she tells me all these stories, and I've actually witnessed them. You know, you, you know you're walking out by the kitchen table, and everything's clean. Go to the store, come back, you know, 15 minutes later, and walk in, and there's a, there's a quarter on the table. I mean, and this happened. It was happening a lot. And it kind of goes through stages. And uh, I said to her once, I said, you know, it's one thing I love about your husband. He's not cheap. Most people get pennies. It's <laughs> water. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, so I know you. I know one of the things you've been doing is acting as a medium for people. Now, can you talk a little bit about that? Why would people need a medium? Um, it, it's just you know I've had the ability since I've been a young a young boy, and uh, I really started focusing on it about fifteen years ago. And so I can see both sides of. Um, you know, losing someone, but also through mediumship, I can see the relationship that our loved ones have on the other side with us. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's a wonderful perspective because I can tell that, you know, they're still around us. They, they, they want to let us know that, especially through like family functions and graduations 
and people getting married and all through life's, you know, beautiful moments that they're still there, they're still around, they're still enjoying it. And that when someone passes and you love them, the love doesn't stop. You know, and they can feel that love on the other side. It goes back and forth. And so, I mean, there's been a lot of scientific evidence done, you know, on consciousness and things like that. But we know one thing. When someone passes, our love for them does not stop. So Mm -hmm. it's a continuation, and they continue on, and they want to let us know that they're okay and that they want us to, you know, to be happy and that they're not not truly gone. They're They're just not physically here with us. Mm-hmm. Well, t- tell us about your latest book that you've written. Well, the book was called Hello, Anyone Home? Oh, um, that's the book on the signs. And I, in that book, I try to tell people the process, how it works. And the reason I wanted to do that was because um, a lot of people, millions of people have these experiences, and they kind of know want to know how it happens. And it's basically, um, I talk about the, how to get one, how to understand it, how um, not to be disappointed if you don't get one because there are reasons. Um, and like I said, some of the reasons might be because you're not ready for it or there's other things that they want you to uh, focus in on in your daily life. Um, I tell you, it's amazing that when someone passes, a whole series of events takes place where um, if a sign is going to be sent, they, they put things together and try to find out the best way to send a sign, what the sign will be, and uh, when it will be try to be set. And um, so it's, it's a, a good example is it's like walking down an aisle in a grocery store, and all the items on the shelves are little pieces of your life. And what they want to do is they want to pick off certain things that you're going to remember with them that would connect them to you. So, you know, if you're picking a cereal or you're picking, you know, a jar of jelly or something, they might be picking, you know, a trip to Hawaii. Or they might be picking a particular smell of perfume they used to wear. Or perhaps cigars or cigarette smell like my dad had. And mm-hmm. so they they do this whole process so that they can, you know, if it's meant to be, that they can try to send a sign to it to let them know we're still in your lives. We still, we can feel your love. We can hear your prayers. And, um, and, and and that love continues. I love that. Oh, love goes on. Well, how can people get in touch with you and tell us about your website? Okay, people can reach me at my website, which is josephmhiggins.com. And on there I have a variety of, uh, you can get me through email on the website. You can sign up for my uh, mailing list. I do a blog. Uh, from high, uh, you know, higher uh, planes of uh, um, inspiration, and um, they can check in on that, and they can look for my upcoming book coming out this summer. It'll be called Always Connected: Real Stories, Real People, and there'll be more about the process of signs and and uh, some more stories of people from all over the world about how they've had some contact. Wow! If and, I uh, if I have a sign and I can go I can go on your blog and give it to you. Will you tell me something <laughs> about it? Sure. Oh, Absolutely, love it. That sounds awesome. I love it. Well, we're looking forward. Well, they can check in at any time. <laughs> we're looking forward to uh, seeing you again, Joe, at our next Quantum Leap event. So, uh, have a great day, and thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, and good luck. Continue with your beautiful organization. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. We'll see you in a couple weeks. 
Thanks, Heidi. Well, Heidi, uh, interesting show. I love the fact that he's got a book out on on the signs, don't you? It's uh, great. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, Joe is such a sweetheart. You know I don't say that about every single guest. I don't know a lot of them. But he is so easy to connect to. As soon as I met him, there was something very familiar. It just You just feel like you've known him forever. He's a, just a very genuine person. Absolutely. And for those skeptics out there, as I said before, my husband's a bit of a skeptic um, with a smile. Uh, I like to uh, think of what Albert Einstein said, and he said there's only two ways to live. That's that nothing's a miracle and that is the other is that everything is a miracle. And we at Open to Hope love to think about everything being a miracle. And we hope you have a miraculous day today. And thanks for listening. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.